Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents The Big Five at Five, number five. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Adam Hill is the company. Demond's running the show. It's Cofield. You heard it. Finley Toyota Studios over on 1230 the game. We've got Stanley Cup final game number three. This is it. Lightning can't go down three nothing. So we'll be tracking that game throughout this final hour of Cofield and company. Kind of a cool week. If you want to get out to the Aviators, they're back in town. They're taking on uh, Albuquerque. And a hometown hero is going to be rehabbing for the Dukes. They still the Dukes. I, uh, I stretch my limits of knowledge there. It's not isotopes. Oh, it might be the isotopes. Was it the, ever the Dukes? Yes, I think okay. so. All right. Maybe it was went from isotopes to Dukes. I don't no, know. I think it's the other way around. All right. Well, we'll find out. So who's here? Uh, Chris Bryant, former obviously Las Vegas high school star. Not, not Las Vegas high school, but a star in Las Vegas at Bonanza High School and. Uh, obviously, former MVP as well, uh, rehabbing and uh, coming back to Las Vegas Ballpark. I think a cool opportunity to get out there. I plan on being out there tomorrow. We go check out the game, and uh, I'm sure see some some old friends that I'm I'm sure be there that uh, are part of Chris Bryant's past. So I think it's a very cool opportunity. They are the isotopes. Look, look at me. You did get that correct. Nice yeah. job. Good knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Bonanza High School. That's from following Jeff Grammer on Twitter. He's always that's a good point. Yeah. Bonanza High School six miles. Six miles. What, did you map quest it? I did, yeah. Okay. Six miles. Straight up Charleston. Bonanza High School, six miles straight up Charleston to LV Ballpark. I appreciate the research. Does it matter? Uh, yeah. It's in the valley. It's, I mean, it's close, though. Yeah, it is. It's right near his hometown it's, high school. How far is Palo Verde? If you went to Palo Verde, it would have been like a Good half point. mile. I think Cimarron's probably a little closer. Sure. High school of uh, Amy Purdy. By the way, we should mention Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame ceremony. Thanks, Brian. We'll go in down the road. On Friday night was awesome. Amy Purdy... Was tremendous. Uh, DeMarco Murray was was very cool. Uh, the Gondo induction was cool. What well, Sean Davis, the rodeo guy, that was neat. Who am I forgetting? Larry Brown, had, that was really good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Larry Brown. We had a, we had talked to uh, Larry Brown, a former Clark County commissioner and city council person, about uh, his efforts over the years on the whole park front. It is kind of amazing what they did for a good twenty five years, building all those parks. Oh yeah, around Las, you know, around the city of Las Vegas. Yeah, and the guy who obviously you know came here to play baseball in the minor leagues and kind of stuck around and became very very influential in local politics and his his entire mission, he's like I we need more parks we need more sports complexes I'm gonna run for office to make that happen and very cool that he was able to do that. Ryan Ludwig was awesome too. He got very emotional. Former UNLV baseball player, <laughs> really major leaguer. He got very, very caught up talking about his brother and then talking about his parents. Yeah. You know, I was sitting there thinking to myself, it's, what if you I, had to give a speech? I'm never gonna get into a Hall of Fame. You probably will for some writing Hall of Fame. Sure. Um, I think you might be able to give a good speech. Might. No. No. It'd be terrible. Really? I'll lose track. I'll lose focus. Why? Just put some bullet points. Plus, I tell some stories. Here's the other thing. Maybe I could, but I also I would not be able to take myself seriously enough to actually like give give a speech. You should be the first sports radio guy. To go in, combined with the fact that you write, sure. you're a local legend. Like 20 years from now, you're a lo- Adam Hill, local legend. Well, and then you could tell great stories about, you know, not liking scenery and that sure. cereal is soup. Well, they're, I'm they're, sure the audience would just be rolling on the floor with your sense of humor. Maybe other media people, though, would just be furious about that because they think that they belong. belong yeah. yeah, that did happen. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that was weird. 
We, uh, I was talking to some of the TV guys, right? And I said, I said to a couple of veteran TV guys, I was like, they probably should put in Colin Cowherd, right? Colin did some radio, but he did TV locally for a short amount of time. And then, you know, look what Colin has become big national radio star, TV star. And he always speaks well of Vegas. He's got his kid. I think at least one or two of his kids are here in Vegas. I think he said last week he was visiting his son. I know his daughter grew up here. That would be great. So we ran we ran that by the, the two veteran sports TV guys were not sitting together at the time. We ran it by one guy, and he was like, yeah, okay. Like, really cool. We run it by the other guy, and he exploded in anger. Before me? Like, settle down. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> It would be very gimmicky to put Colin. I think the media people that are in there's very few are people that had their entire career in Las Vegas. Like you'd you'd be doing it just to get attention if you put Colin in and and money and things like that. It's, but yeah, well, sure. but it's a legit deal that they're raising money for the Public Education Foundation. So having Colin in, of course. And I, I I'd mean, vote for Colin. And I think you or I would bring zero money in. And no, no, they'd be like, what? I didn't. I never put myself up for it. I no, said no. you. No, no. You're very connected. I think 20 years from now, there'd be a lot of money behind you. But for Colin, yes, sure. there would be. Sure. But yeah, that was that was sort of amazing. That And these TV guys will go unnamed. I will not DM the names to anyone. Don't text me. Um, <laughs> I think people can figure it out. No! They, they, no! <laughs> no! There's no. only like... No, I, I don't want to give it away, but you go look through their social media. There was only like two guys there, so you know who it is. Uh, there were a ton milling around. Uh, there were at different tables. They just didn't sit with us. By the way, unrelated. There were a, bu- there were a bunch there. Yeah, one, one guy was like, yeah, cool, Colin, cool. The other one was like, what? You, you were talking about like longevity of the market or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it did come up on, on Friday night, and I hadn't thought about it for a while. You know that uh, next month will be 20 years full-time at the RJ for me? I told that's, you, you're old. I remind you all nuts. the time. That is nuts. It is nuts that you were able to last 20 years at one place. That's crazy. Well, not yet. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Hold not, on. We're not there yet. Number four. Boy, oh boy, with prices now. Between restaurants and, you know, listen, I'm rooting for everyone out here to, to make their money, you know, but there's also the consumer side of things. It's getting pricey. And ballparks and arenas, my God. I mean, this is something we complained about, you know, 20 years ago, but it's it's crazy. It is nuts. I saw something ingenious over the weekend. Actually, you know who saw it? Uh, P1 Brady. <laughs> Did you see this? Couple at a stadium. Ziploc bag, spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Let's go. I am. Are you a Ziploc storage person? No. So I like Ziploc, but it's for stuff that like rolls. You know what I mean? Not like squishy stuff. Not for like, I see like, I've seen this done. Gravy, spaghetti and meatballs, sauces, like, eh. But yeah, they had they had a the, the big spaghetti. Ziploc bag, not the sandwich bag, a big Ziploc bag, freaking plastic fork, just going at it at a ballpark in the heat. I uh, think this might be my new thing. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, as you said, like a, a gravy doesn't work in a Ziploc. I've That's, seen people do it. I know it, it doesn't work. Spaghetti, I think, is solid enough, especially if you have meatballs and like a, a thick noodle and a sauce. I think you could pull so it no, off. No, no angel hair. No, no, I don't think so. Okay. But like they're regular spaghetti or linguine? How thick a noodle? Well, here's the other problem. It's yes. it's cold. It probably is going to be cold yeah. or at best lukewarm. Unless no, you, I, unless you can sneak in like a like a little cooler that could keep it warm. <laughs> I like a, my food hot. Man. hot I, don't, I don't know if I can eat cold spaghetti 
or lukewarm spaghetti and meatballs. No, I would, I would crush a uh, a cold spaghetti meatball or like a cold lasagna. I'm all for it. I would I would I would go with this. I, I think mean, this I think I, okay. I think I well, yeah, I mean, we could heat it up here. Wouldn't that be great? With as messy as people are here at Lotus, you bring in a bag and the bag of spaghetti and meatballs explodes. A, and you know, ninety five percent of the staff here at Lotus would just leave it there. There's a somewhat famous, wouldn't clean it up. Somewhat famous story within our family. Yeah, uh, we used to go to spring training every year in Florida. My grandparents lived down there. Right. Uh, my grandma had never heard of a corn dog before. Oh, I had corn dogs on uh, on Friday. We made some corn dogs. Well, no, I didn't make them. They were like Trader Joe's. She she sent us to the oh, game. Uh, she just had the corn dogs in like her refrigerator, and she just gave them to us and said, "Go to the game." She didn't know that you had to like cook them. Oh no! <laughs> that, oh, that no. was an adventure. So on the on the price of food thing, I was thinking earlier. I saw Butcher Gross, uh, you know, big NHL guy for ESPN, um, kind of self anointed expert on chicken parm. I don't know where he's got the uh, the balls to do this now, but it's his bit, right? People sure. send him chicken parm, and he basically just says it looks like ass all the time. <laughs> I mean, people just butcher it. Um, he sent out a picture. I'm intrigued by this. He sent out a picture of a place called the Naples Spaghetti House, established in 1923. And I, I like old school Italian places, but I also want value. So immediately I was like, let me look at the menu. And you know what? Everything on the menu is like 15 bucks or less, huh. which is right up my alley. You can get like a small spaghetti and meatballs for $10. Now here's the problem. Is value enough of a trade-off at an old school Italian place if it's in Steubenville, Ohio. Oof. Well, supposedly... Like, I, I, when I saw this, I'm like, does does anyone have... Like, do small cities still have cheap food or restaurants? I, mean, I think they do. And it's probably tough to... The other the other compete. day, a guy gave me a tour. Walked in, nice, and he gave me a tour. Like, a, kind of a Hawaiian-themed place. And he's showing me the menu. And I'm like, I'm like, a burrito's $14 now? Sounds about right. Right? Uh, I mean, but also- again, I don't want to be cheap, and I want people to make money, but I'm like... Like a nine dollar burrito? What like what's going on here? I'll point out that uh Steubenville, great football program, obviously, one of, of course, the best yes. in the country. Yes. Uh I think a very healthy Italian contingent. I'm pretty sure that's where Dean Martin came from. Okay. It's also where isn't it where uh, Las Vegas Sun uh head honcho Ray Brewer is from? Yeah. Yeah. He talks about Steubenville all the time. But I okay. think there is a So maybe he knows this Naples. Uh possibly. But yeah, I, th- I think there is a, a pretty strong Italian contingent there, so maybe maybe the food is okay. I don't want to screw up Dean Martin. We got the fat pack. We use his music. I think it's right. Where is he from? I don't know. I screwed up one last week. I screwed up the Yankees' last world championship, which I should know. Yeah, He's from Steubenville. Okay. Dino Paul Crescetti. Or Crocetti. That's his real name? I'm saying Crocetti. So I'm saying there's or probably, there probably could be good Italian food there. Oh, no. There's no doubt in my mind there's good Italian okay. food. My bigger thing is, what's the trade-off to get like $4 off what you know, or $8 off of the Vegas? You know, what's the trade-off? You go into a small town. Just to get some Italian, you know, we both go on the road a bunch. Yeah. Go to the outskirts of a major town is Steubenville. Well, if you're, I mean, I wouldn't travel from here to eat there for cheaper, but I think if you're close, it's not bad. All right. I'll consider it. I'll consider it. It looked good. The food looked but good. But you're not bringing spaghetti in, in a Ziploc that, bag. If you brought spaghetti in a bag anywhere around people at, the, at that kind of place, they'd punch you in the face. No, that's not, that's not going to be tolerated. Number three. UNLV football got another commit over the weekend. Now, if you've been following on Twitter, and I think they're going to release their official class because they've had this this 2022 class, they've had three different periods where they've hauled in players. I think there are like 31 players they brought in and 24 players who are out. But they got a 2023 commit. A quarterback from Agora. You know where Agora is? 
Uh, Agora Hills is yeah. the same, yeah. same place. Agora High School, okay. Agora Hills, okay. yeah. So kind of in that Calabasas range. Right. If you're uh, driving north on whatever the hell that is. What is it, the 110? Huh. Living sure. I'd, that road. Right? Um, here's his coach at Agora High School talking about, uh, this is Dustin Croyk, talking about this uh, three-star quarterback that gave a commit over the weekend to Marcus Arroyo's program. Ty Diefenbach is our quarterback. Ty's 6'5". He's athletic. He's got a D1 arm. Just started playing quarterback before last year, really through COVID. Um, he's made a tremendous leap this year, and uh, we're very excited with Ty. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I can run a little bit. Some people say I'm exciting to watch, so look forward to that. I love that kid. Some that was say. awesome. Some people say. That was some people. I'm not going to lie. I'm fast. I'm not going to lie. And some people say I'm exciting. I'm not going to say it about myself, but I am. I love that. That was great. If he's ever a quarterback here, that'll be awesome. So I was tracking quarterbacks in California, right? It is insane. It really, like, while other states brag about, like Florida and Texas brag about high school football, Ohio, Pennsylvania, they're very good, but the the quarterback state is California. Oh, yeah. He, on the 24-7 uh, list, is, uh, if I can count quickly in my head, I think he's the 10th-ranked quarterback in California, maybe 11th. And, you know, you'd be like, really? Only 11th ranked in his own state? Have you seen the quarterbacks that people are fighting over in the state of California? It's insane. First of all, Malachi Nelson, who um, had committed to Oklahoma, and, you know, like most people, they don't actually want to go to Oklahoma. They wanted to play for Lincoln Riley. So when he had a chance to stay home and go to Southern Cal, who wouldn't do that? That kid, there's the kid that uh, supposedly got, like, two mil plus in NIL money to go to Tennessee. He's at Long Beach Poly. I'm not going to butcher his name. Uh, Jaden Rashada is a really hot name now from Pittsburgh, California. So the high school of uh, former Rebel Gabe McCoy. He might be down in Miami and Florida. Which, by the way, watch what happens this these next couple of years at Miami with recruiting. Because they are all about NIL, and they spent a lot of money to steal the coach away from Oregon. They already went and got the uh, Cavender twins. They did, yeah. right, to play uh, women's basketball, yeah. yeah. But anyway, the the uh, the quarterback class is super rich in the state of California. It looks like the Rebels have gotten a, a good raw prospect here. As the coach said, you know, he's only been playing quarterback for a couple of years. But, uh, you know, just watching a little bit of film, I'm not going to go crazy here. Just watching a little bit of film. So you're one of the ones that say he's exciting to watch? He's, uh, People say I'm excited. He's, he, he, well, he definitely stands out on the field because he looks legit 6'4", 6'5". So, and he can move. Not so, like so think Carol. about think about the quarterback room. If everyone stayed next year, it's pr- pretty freaking loaded. I don't know if that's going to happen, but because you're already going into this year with three, you know, pretty good level QBs. You got the the uh, the local kid uh, Jade Mayava who's coming in as well, and then you know this kid's going to back all those guys up. And this is what you got to do, right? Remember last year, quarterback. I mean, there was a point in the season you're like, who's going to play? Everyone's getting hurt. Like, this is what you do if you're going to be a good program that's going to make bowl games. Every class has to have a quarterback, and every class has to have, you know, someone who's pretty highly touted, too. And then from there, you just got to manage keeping them around, right? Because that's the battle now is, it, you know, the first thing is to get them, but then to be able to have four guys on your roster who can play quarterback, not only now, but, you know, in the future. So it's a good look. I like it. Yeah. It's a good start to the 2023 class. Number two. Did you see that Bruce Cassidy's Boston area house is on the market? It did. Did you look at it? Yeah. He's not going to get anything like that in Las Vegas. 
Not that style of house. You could. Uh, know. It'd be pretty rare. I mean, it was very be, New Englandy looking house. You probably have to build it. Bought it in 2017, I think it was for two million dollars. Is it? Do you think it's a a light issue or is the house a light blue? What does that mean? I mean, it looks like a light blue house. I don't know if that's like shading or if it's a uh, the time of the day or what. I know, but what does it matter? Do you think I was asking you if he's going to get the same color house? No, I was just wondering. I, yeah. I I don't see many light blue houses. I don't either. You're right. That's not a popular color. It's a in the desert. It's different. Okay, well, that's it not would, what I meant. Was, I didn't mean a, I didn't mean the color of the house. Did you look inside the house? Yeah. Plus, when they bought it, there were I guess they had discussed putting a rink in the back, and I guess the joke on the real estate page in Boston with Bruce Cassidy's house is probably not going to get that in Las Vegas unless you're uber rich and you have an indoor rink, which that would be that'd be a house. That'd be awesome, actually. I would do that. I mean, you're going to get a nice house. I, there, I don't think there's there's awesome places here. Again, you're right. It's not going to be the same style. You're a, you're a big uh, proponent of your area so high. I am. We know a lot of the Raiders live Anthem, maybe some in Seven Hills. So high. Some in so high. Yeah. Would you recommend he lives anywhere but Summerlin? No, you got to. You have to live by the facility? Yeah, you have to. I mean, you're there all the time. Um, you're going over a couple times a day, like during like a game day. You gotta go for in the morning for morning skate, then go home, take a quick nap, whatever you do, come back, right over to the game. Like, yeah, I, I think you definitely go over there. Yeah, the game is a nice short drive from so high, but you gotta you have to be in Summerlin. And and with the Golden Knights, with the coaches' history, with now three coaches now in five years, you definitely buy a house. No, not necessarily. How um, telling would that? How telling would that be if the Golden Knights coach is like, I'm gonna rent. Well, and I mean, it's an easy cover of like. Hey, you know, I don't want to buy a house right now, and if we're gone in two years, the market could crash. Again. Right, peak of the market. Yeah, Meanwhile, behind the scenes, he's like, hmm. might want to rent. Shouldn't they, at this point, the way they're changing coaches, shouldn't they just have, like, a house? That would be nice. That should be part of the deal. Like, yeah. Lincoln Riley got a USC. They yeah. have the USC got him a house. There should be a coach's house. That would, that would make sense. What happens, though, if uh, your previous coach squats, doesn't get a job like Pete DeBoer just got in Dallas? <laughs> he's not leaving? Right. He's like, eh, no. Nah. That would be there's a lot there's a lot of squatting issues now. A lot of squatting issues. We had a story last week of like an Airbnb and the person's like, nah, I'm not leaving. And then you like you, you can't get them out. They they have legally they they'll be there for a long time. I think Pete DeBoer would leave. Well, he got a job. Right. Do you think if, if Pete didn't. DeBoer didn't get a job and they had a VGK coach's house, would Pete just stay around? I think he would leave. And then who would go who'd go and kick him out? Would it be McCrimmon? McCrimmon. Would it be McPhee or would it be Foley? McCrimmon. You think? Yeah, he's the tough. Is he? Yeah, I think so. It's his job. I'm guessing Bill Foley's pretty tough. No, but I think... The, I don't think but, I'd want to face off with Bill Foley but I think if, McCrimmon, if he, he, was, he was angry. McCrimmon's the guy that has... I mean, I, th- I think Foley's tough. I'm not saying Foley's not tough. I'm just saying, like, you know, they'll snap their fingers. McCrimmon has to go kick somebody out of the house. Wait a second. Is that his job? Get him out. Wait, is that how they treat him? I think so. Kelly! What do we, what do we got? I want spaghetti in a bag. Go who, get it. Who needs to be fired? No, nah, actually, DeBoer. We already fired him. Yeah, you got to go get him out of the house. He won't leave. That would be a story. I'm here for it. I want it. <laughs> Are you here to go kick him out of the house? No. I would I would love to write a story about it, though. One. You did write a story did. about the Broncos' purchase for uh, near $5 billion. You know, it's funny. The... With the, the art of writing, I get to see it up close. And I had a conversation with Adam Hill over the weekend. And he told me, off the record, but I'm going to put it on the air because you know, don't tell me anything. I'll put it right on the air. He had no idea what he was going to write about, what he was going to put together for the story. We're going to get to it on the way back. 
And I, I don't know. I looked on the RJ side. It's like a top three story. What sort of magic came out of your pen? Now back to Cofield and Company. How do you teach the fans the game? These people that think they know the game of basketball but don't really know. How does J.J. Reddick go up there and teach the game? That's the new media. You got fools like Kendra Perkins come dressing like a clown. Come up here in a, a jail suit. And then you lead the game early tonight. Stand on your word, brother. You got to stand on that. It's one thing's for certain. I'm going to stand on mine. Full-time champ. I'm out. You're a clown. I saw you at a party uptown. Nobody even know you. You're just standing around. You're a clown. Don't even try to step out of bounds. Because if you drink and start a fight, nobody holding you down. You're a clown. Looking through the records I found. It takes more than that for you to duplicate this sound. You're a clown. All right, Draymond Green calling others clowns. Good stuff. Man, I can't wait to watch his uh, his podcast. Uh, what is it, every week? Man, it's appointment listening for me. Looking forward to that. That or Tyreek Hill? Which one? What's Tyreek Hill doing? His podcast. Oh, is that right? He was, he was basically, uh, I mean, trashing Mahomes might be a bit strong, but he was yeah. definitely like, you know, two in Mahomes. I'd rather have the accuracy than the crazy downfield throws. It's not really what he said. <laughs> it is. It's not what he said. It is. Misquoted. No, it's not. I but but it. you do bring up a good point because Draymond Green is he's really, you know, he's hammering home this new media thing. By the way, he works for a company that's owned by Colin Cowherd. So can we stop with the new media? Um, but we've said all along, you know what? Hey, direct to the consumer is great. Cut out the middleman for athletes. But there ain't no filter. Yeah. Because there's lots of times over the years that Adam and I have sat there and listened to someone. We're like, ooh. I don't know if they meant to say that that way. And guess what you do? You can go up to them and see if they want to clarify it. Yeah. No filter. Good luck. And now that said, I don't think Draymond Green cares. Yeah. He's more about building his brand. And if he... And he'll, be, he'll basically just add it to the bit. Like, that's not what I said. Misquoting me. I guarantee he will say he's been misquoted when they're direct quotes at some point in the future. Oh, yeah, for sure. They misrepresented me. It's what you said word for word. We put out your podcast. <laughs> how is that misquoted? Right. But he'll be an interesting follow. And like I said, today he was, uh, I don't know, he was drinking something. He was throwing back something that looked like tequila and just screamed into a camera. I, I forget who was interviewing him. Just, just shut up repeatedly. Not to the guy, but just to all the doubters, all the haters. He, he dropped an F everyone else. Pretty much. Love y'all. F everyone else. Pretty much. All right, so the story you wrote about the Broncos purchase. Tremendous, so first of all, what tremendous you, story. Magic what, in my opinion. What, what, uh, what inside dirt do you have on uh, another member of the Walton family who has lots of money? The Walmart folks? Yeah. So now you got a Walton in Denver as an owner and uh, the Cronkies who are married to the Waltons. Sure. So there's Walmart money all over the NFL. As you would expect. I mean, it's you know, very, very wealthy family, and it yes. takes a lot of, lot of money to get into the NFL. I got a funny sort of meme the other day that said uh, every time Raiders fans shop at Walmart, they're helping the Broncos. And the Rams? I think they'd be more concerned about their own division. Sure, but you are helping. I mean, if you lose, say you lose out, if Indomitian 2 goes to the Rams. Mm. Okay. Like, oh. I mean, I don't think he is. I don't think they're, yeah. that's a contender for him, but uh, you never know. You lose, right, what's lose what's in the story? Uh, well, it, it just talks about values of NFL teams. We have not seen the new 
you know, once a year the Forbes list comes out uh, and kind of ranks NFL teams and what they're worth. Uh, we do expect a significant bump in the value of franchises, just like we did last year. Uh, average franchise went up about 14% from 2020 to 2021. Expected to be at least 12% this year, mostly based just on the sale of the Broncos. You don't always have a sale to you know base what the values are, but last year, Broncos' value was $3.75 billion, and it sold for $4.2 billion, kind of. Now, it really sold for four point six, but the... The price would have been 4.2. They paid an extra amount to expedite the process. So really, we say 4.2 billion was the sale price, and that's a 12% jump. Uh, so every every team is going to jump 12% just on that. Like, hey, sold for 12% more than we thought. It's going to go up 12%. Now, I talked to some people around the league who said, oh, no, no, <laughs> more than that, uh, that the valuation for the Raiders might be, you know, high four billions, but the actual sale price would be five. Uh, another person said, no, six or seven. What? Billion. Really? Yeah. Uh, would be the sale price for the Raiders. Now, again, they're not selling. I, I think that's the the bottom line. We're just talking about valuation uh, and what a team is worth. Um, there's no indication Mark Davis would sell for a couple of reasons. One, there's a bunch of minority owners, too. Uh, but two, there is a flip tax that was built into the relocation. Um, was also done for L.A. It was mostly done to target the Chargers. Because they thought Spanos would just move the team and be like, values up, we're selling. So they built in a flip tax, which all the teams that relocate have to have now that if you do sell, you have to pay a tax on top of what the sale price is. And Al Davis bought into the team for just $18,000 back in the 60s. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Do a giveaway right now. We got a big game in town tomorrow. Uh, Mick Ultra Arena, Mandalay Bay. You can grab tickets at axs.com, but we've got a four pack of tickets. Four pack, yeah, in the fan zone. WNBA game. Aces taking on the defending champs in the league, Chicago. Chicago's 10 and 5. The Aces are 13 and 2. The game is tomorrow. It's four tickets in the fan zone. 364 1100, 364 1100. Caller number seven. And thanks to uh, West Star Credit Union and Finley Volkswagen Henderson. Again, caller 7 WNBA tickets for the Aces game tomorrow night. Four-pack. 364-1100. We went to break abruptly. I wanted you to finish your point on why you did this story. So you just said the Raiders may be worth somewhere between 5 and $6 billion now because the Broncos just raised the the ceiling for everyone by going for like $4.6 billion. So why is the story so important? Well, it, it is one way to, and and I know there's a running issue is you know whether the salary cap is real, and that's a you know a long running debate on social media. There's not a real salary cap. There, there is, but there is ways to circumvent it. But it does require capital. And if you look, some of the teams that really are able to circumvent yeah. the Rams, so the the richest owners, because you need cash. Yeah. You got to be able to pay these big contracts and, you, and you, big bonuses. You pay you pay the bonuses up front and then stretch the the cap hit over several years. Like the Rams are eventually going to have to pay for all these contracts, but they're like, let's just get as many Super Bowls as we can, push it down the road. The Raiders have been in a position traditionally where they really wouldn't be able to do that. And we know the Cleo Mack trade. Part of that was they just didn't have the cash to offer a guaranteed contract. So we've pretty much confirmed that, right? Essentially, that that Mac yeah. had to be moved because they just didn't have. I don't even remember what the what they what he get like sixty million guaranteed at the time. Yeah. 
And you have to put seems, that money. By in. the way, which seems small now yeah. compared to some superstars. Yeah, you have to put that money out up front. And so, so the way some of these teams circumvent that is pay the pay the big bonuses up front, pay them out, and then stretch the the cap hit over a number of years. And if the Raiders do get in a position where they're they think they're a player or two or three players away, they have the flexibility. We think now with all the the money coming in, the capital uh, and the value of the franchise that they could um, use to make some of those things happen. So I think. That is the kind of the real world implication. In addition to obviously, you know, it's good for good for the city, good for the market, good for the NFL. All those things, of course, it's good to have the the higher value. But the the revenue coming in and the value of the franchise, I think, would help in those regards. If it gives you some flexibility to kind of circumvent the cap in that way, if you want to. So this is all fixed now, right? With the Raiders, fixed. They will never be at a disadvantage when it comes to. Shouldn't be having a having a major player or trading for a major player and having a dole out. You know, a crazy high bonus. Shouldn't be. I mean, I, well, what could happen, right? Where it would fall yeah. apart. Well, I mean, Las Vegas could be a ghost town. We, we, I mean, we could, we could run, run out. We could run out of water. Run out of water. Yeah. I mean, that's a real possibility at this point. Um, if you've been following the news the last couple of days. Um, so yeah, I mean that that I guess that, but I think I think that's a bit of a long shot. Yeah, I'd be the careful about the way goes, you put. I would be careful about the way you put that. The city just goes away. Yeah, but I'd be careful about that's a real possibility. Well, it's something we need to be aware of. We certainly should be aware yeah. of it, yeah. There was actually a really good piece on uh, CBS Morning News. I think it was the Sunday Morning News on uh, how well Southern Nevada has done with water conservation, that we got way ahead. Yeah. Now, listen, what's happened to Lake Mead is a disaster, but that we, you know, 15, 20 years ago at the uh, SNWA with all these bonuses to rip out grass, like we've ripped out a lot of the grass around the valley. Yeah. And I forget what the number was of, you know, pretty much – their rep was saying pretty much everything that goes down a drain is recycled. Yeah, we're doing a good job, but we need to keep that up. That's very important. That's why you're selling your house, aren't you? You're announcing it today on the air. And that's also why Bruce Cassidy, aside from, you know, no, but I don't have the, I, the the tumultuous nature of the VGK coaching position, probably should rent. I don't have grass. I'm good. You know, it's funny. I, I had a patch of grass when I bought the house, and I never applied for the rebate. Thank I'd be you. a rich man right now. I don't think they were paying that much. Well, didn't you also have a leak and you had to pay a massive bill? I've had a lot of leaks, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's quite the cursed house when it comes to water. Well, also, these, you, these also things happen. You, you're responsible for like half the drainage of Lake Mead. Water just flowing out of your no, it's not. That's not broken true. sprinkler. That's not. It's not. It wasn't a broken sprinkler. Oh, no, it was like water main. It's a little different. A little more serious. Same thing. <laughs> so, like not exactly a uh, hey, that's your fault. Why didn't you see that happening underground? Yeah, because the, the same thing happened in my house. Yeah. Now I do know someone. Who had like fourteen bathrooms in their house, and apparently had running toilets. Like nine of them were running. So they yeah. also, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna out that person. But a, just because we share the same plumber, I got the inside dope. So had some trophies. What are you mumbling? <laughs> I said they also had some trophies. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who you think it's it is. Fine. It's fine. I don't think you know who it is. Oh, thought I did. Eh, probably not. Haven't they been on the show recently? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. So, speaking of being on the show, and Dominican Sue was on NFL Live today. He was. He was uh, on every ESPN show. Today. So, he did the car wash? Yeah. So, Mina Kimes, I guess, she kind of joked that this is her thing now. She's trying to find homes for free agents. Well, she 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 first pitched in Dominican Sue on the Chargers. She thinks the Chargers right, are the best fit. Right, Then Then, I think they mentioned the Rams, and Sue himself said the salary cap might be a limitation, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. And then here's Mina suggesting another team to Indomitian Sue, the veteran defensive tackle. Or I'm going to throw out another team. This oh, is oh, my new oh. bet. 
Duncan, how about the Raiders? $20 million Ooh, in cap space right Vegas. now. Rebuilt offense to compete okay. in the AFC West. You love no that tax situation. <laughs> An interior defensive line, to me, jumps out as a real Ooh. need on this team. Because, of course, you got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on the outside. What do you think? I like it. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming. That's it. Isn't that what we do now? And Dominican suit of the Raiders. Quote, I like it. Headline. This is, this is a quick answer. Uh... Well, I think even more like you don't what you don't get there. Obviously, he said more, but the he did. Yeah, what, what what you don't get there is the smile. I think was the more telling thing that people were like, "Oh, that smile," because he was like, "Stop!" Mm, did yeah. people really? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, reacted. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, what was he gonna have? A big frown? Like, it was a pretty big smile though. You're now great. Is this your next feature? I got it's off season. You got stuff to do. By are the way, gonna, are you gonna go to a smile expert? No, for trying to predict oh. where he's going to land. How big his smile was for the Rams, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Don't worry. For next Monday, the story I've been talking about is finally going to is finally going to drop. Ranking the NFL cities best to worst. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, that is your expertise. Oh yeah. Then you do have an opinion. I certainly do. Get ready for that voicemail box and email and direct <laughs> messages and IG. Should they, be a fun time. They give away the worst. No. Don't. Why would you ruin it now? <laughs> Only for our listeners. Uh. Give me the rest of Sue's answer first. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Uh, I was exchanging messages with him the other day. Oh. Uh, it's Ooh. it's an interesting opportunity for sure. We'll see where it kind of ends up, oh. but it could be that NFC West is trying. I mean, AFC West is very very yeah. tough, which should be fun. You get out of that, you're almost destined to get oh. to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't understand when someone's on remote and three people are you know on the other end and they're all kind of like moaning and groaning. It's a little bit weird. Oh. That's a good impression. Thank you. It's getting a little creepy, though. Thank Please you. stop, right? Thanks. The mom put his hands up like, dude, enough. All right, so there you go. Is there mutual interest? I'm just going to talk in. No. Is there mutual oh. Is there mutual interest? I would think so. At what price? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the fair question. Right. And, and does he want one year? Does he want two? Right. Does he want to play? I mean, I think if you're going to. And, and I think they are using some of the cap money. They already did it with Hunter Renfro, but they're using some of the cap money to extend guys. Like, right. They're not just going to say, hey, we've got 20 million. Here's 20 million. Um, they want to keep some flexibility, so it, it's what the price is. And look, he hasn't signed yet for a reason. Like, first of all, he's older. Second of all, I think his price tag is probably higher than what other guys are. And I'm sure he doesn't want to just be a part of minicamp, so just wants to step into training camp somewhere. Um, Thirty-five years old. Yeah, it, look, I, like he still has something left. I mean, he can still play at a pretty high level, but he's not going to be an every-down guy. Um, he's going to be a, a situational guy, a specialist. And I think with the other talent they have up front. He could be effective for this team, but there's there's other teams that are going to be in the mix too. I mean, they mentioned the Chargers on this broadcast. There's, there's other spots where they're going to be looking at him. It doesn't seem like Tampa Bay is an option anymore. He kind of said that today. Um, they signed over. They got what they signed Hicks to go over him, which I still thought they might bring him in anyway. But it sounds like they've kind of closed the door on that. So, you know, there's there's a few teams out there, and the Raiders are certainly one of the possibilities. And Dominican Sue is a pretty smart financial guy for those that have followed his career. The tax thing does make a lot of sense for Vegas. Is he? Yeah. Well, I thought you had like some story, like he's like he owns. No, he's no, he's well. He first owns, of all, you know, seventy-eight, you know, fast food restaurants, and he's if he's, you follow he's got a real estate empire. Well, if you follow him on social media, he's he's very big into real estate, but he's also he's very big into a lot of financial issues, and he talks a lot about people saving money. He talks about you know, um, cool. he's kind of a you know, he's educated on financial issues, and he kind of uses his platform to talk about that, and he talks a lot about poverty and you know, trying to bring people up and that sort of thing. So he's he's very plugged into 
the financial world for sure. Coming up next, we give away the money shot to Adams Hill, uh, Adam Hill story next week about uh, ranking the NFL cities. Uh, I'm, I'm going to think during the break what you think is the war. It's not going to be Indianapolis, which probably is. It's top five. What it? It's top five. Indianapolis is top five. Wait, top five worst? No, best. What? Yeah. Indianapolis? Yes. Cofield and Company presents. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Right, we got a winner for our Aces tickets games tomorrow. It's right here on ESPN Las Vegas, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip at the MUA, McUltra Arena. But we just gave away a four-pack to the fan zone. Corey. Corey is our winner. Uh, the game over the weekend was pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. Wow. They're down 11 at the half, fell behind 14 right away in the third quarter, and then stormed back to win. But the end of the game was pretty wild. Uh, the Aces up five after a three. I think uh, Dierka Hamby hit the three, I believe. To go up five, Minnesota scores to go three, and then the Aces turned it over in the front court without anybody touching it. So basically, Minnesota gets the ball down three with five seconds left in their own end. Inbounds pass, girl drives right to the basket. Down three. So, you know, after the game, obviously she was asked, like, why did you do that? Obviously, she didn't know the score. Um, terrible, terrible mistake to go to the rim. Awful. But... Asia Wilson was amazing yesterday. Inexcusable that she defended the shot. She didn't get called for a foul. But if somebody's going to the rim down three with no time left, let her go. Why are you defending her? And they they got away with it. The girl made the shot. The aces went by one. But I just think it's one of those things I think in a win, especially when they're 13-2, and coaches like to have something that they can, you know, come at their players and say, what are you doing? And I'm sure Becky Hammond and the coaching staff went to Age Wilson and like, okay, yeah, she made a mistake by yeah. going to the rim, but why are you trying to block that shot? We've Let all got to know the score. Yeah. Let her go. Time and situation, kind of important. Because it'll come up again. Yeah. And it, it feels, always does. Also feels nitpicky. Like Age Wilson's unbelievable. Right. <laughs> she had a great it's game. not nitpicky. You can you're you're analyzing basketball. And in that yeah. moment it was a bad decision both ways. Yeah. Let her go. But I, I you're probably confused too, right? In the in almost the moment, stunned. Yeah. You're like, wait, why is, what, what are, am I wrong? Are they only down two? But yeah, just let her go. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Update on the spaghetti in a bag story. <laughs> this is a lot of controversy. Uh, well, I had a listener. We, you know, we were talking about the story earlier at the Baltimore Orioles game. A couple had uh, spaghetti in Ziploc bags, which I think is an interesting snack. If, sure. you, if you're allowed to bring it in, I don't think it's going to be hot. You know, that'd be my problem with it. So then we had a listener send me some photos. A uh, someone under uh, Ronald Ragin, who is a oh, sauce pony. Um, My guy Andrew, yeah, friend of mine, said you missed a big part of the story. Spaghettios, but then when I looked at the How picture, they're not spaghettios. I'm not exactly a pasta, you know, connoisseur or expert. I mean, we had a whole discussion last week of uh, about like what is it, uh, or a or whatever the hell it's called. Because um, uh, Judge Dan was kept calling it uh, manicotti, and I'm like, that's not manicotti. Stop. <laughs> Those are not SpaghettiOs. I don't, I don't think. I don't think they are. But then I think the most shocking part is if it is SpaghettiOs, the guy who brought it in, I guess, is a, must be a young reporter at the Baltimore Sun. His name is Giacomo Bologna. 
Sure. That's like about as Italian as you can get. So do you think? And he's bringing. A, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's his own version of SpaghettiOs, but those are those are some big rings. I don't think they're SpaghettiOs. Yeah, they're it not looks like It almost looks like lasagna noodles, kind of chopped up. No, they're like the they're like the shells. They might be stuffed shells, even. They're not stuffed shells. I think they might. Be, God, they're not stuffed shells. Lightning scored. Couldn't get that betting. Ah, uh, lightning one one. <laughs> we were both trying ah. to bet the lightning down one nothing. <laughs> Couldn't get it in because of the break. Uh, one yeah. one. About uh, seven minutes left in the first first period. Glare on that TV. Power play goal for the lightning. Okay. Oh, there you go. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Well, I mean, it was, how much are we going to bet? It's not like you lost a ton of money. Lost out on a ton of money. I haven't for the series. I mean, I, obviously, I want them to win this game to get back in this thing. It would have been a nice plus price. Maybe like, what do you like, plus 175, plus 180? Giacomo Bologna. He, with the spaghetti be, in a bag. Should he be embarrassed for not treating pasta well as, a, as an Italian? I don't know. You know what? This, the, this whole Italian lecturing others, you know? Willie's got uh, whatever he is, like half Italian on one side. I I, I hate. I, I'm not doing that. He's by, by the way, our friend uh, Danielle McCartan, who does uh, WFN in New York. That's what she does too, because she's half Italian, and she'll start lecturing people about both of them with the you know, the gravy out of the jar. Like you have any marinara or tomato sauce you want. Don't judge others, okay? But like, not all of us have time to friggin' make marinara at home. You're right that it's him claiming. He's claiming they're SpaghettiOs. He is claiming they're SpaghettiOs. I mean, you're just lying. Yeah. So I think from that standpoint, as an Italian, don't lie to us. Should I make, should this be my first ever block on Twitter? No, don't block him. (laughs) Okay. He's just trying to get some attention. He's wrong. He's lying. I don't know what he's doing. Don't lie about spaghetti, bro. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Boise State men's basketball added a uh, big from uh, Detroit, but they also lost Emmanuel Acott officially. It was one of their better players. Good uh, jack of all trades and a, and a monster dude. Like he's 6'8, 230, really tough cover. He's going to Memphis. Interesting. Kendrick Davis, who I think was the best transfer in the country, SMU guard, also went to Memphis. So ACOT's, ACOT's a perfect guy to bring in as a transfer to be like your fourth, fifth, sixth guy. Yeah. He can score 20 if you need him, uh, but he can also, you know, play point guard at 6'8 and, you know, take four shots the whole game. And he defends. And he's big and strong. Yeah. I, I like what Memphis is doing the offseason. Doing a good job. Stick your hand in there, Dave. By the way, looking ahead, do we have my uh, wink cuts? Okay. <laughs> I'm a little worried about using those. It's really bad. Okay. That's, well, it's the kind of thing. We, we play stuff on the air sometimes and people like immediately call in. They're like, don't ever play that again. <laughs> I hate you so much. Okay. We've had that happen before. I mean, uh, you know, I think in a previous case, it was a... It was an animal getting mauled and mangled. We played the you know the, the sound of it. It was just it was bad. It sounded terrible. We enjoyed it. The backyard fight. It was a back. It was that's yeah. That's a good way to put it. Backyard does that, fight. Does that sound in there? Uh, no, I think it's been banned for life. Oh, okay. um, speaking of fight and tragic and probably a lesson learned for everyone. Like I don't know what they're going to do down on Fremont. I don't know what they're going to do with the casinos down there. I don't know if we need to have what freaking metal detectors everywhere for. Ass hats who were going to carry guns around and then use them. Yeah, so there was a shooting. Was that two twelve a.m. on Sunday morning, Saturday overnight Sunday morning? Is that when it was? Uh, that sounds about right. And it's a pretty jarring video. You see some people spill out of the casino. You know, some kind of brawl. And uh, and I'll admit, you know what? Um, I am one not to get involved myself, but I am one who will walk towards a fight. Oh yeah, like an idiot. 
So when I saw that and what they get off, like six shots, and yeah. they killed one guy, and, and I haven't seen the condition of the other person, the bystander who got hit, but yeah. it's terrible. It's terrible for Vegas. It's terrible yeah. for everyone there. I can only imagine that have they caught the person yet? They I must have unbelievable video, I would think. Well, you can see the video for right? sure. So, um, but, I, but I mean, like, video in the casino, if that's where it started. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess we'll talk to some our legal experts later in the week. Like, and I, I can only imagine what sort of charges you could bring on someone. One, murder. Two, like, opening fire in a crowd of hundreds. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it, it was, it's jarring. I mean, to watch the video is jarring. Anytime you watch somebody actually get killed, it's just a horrifying thing to watch but to see it happen at a place that i've been a hundred times and i mean everybody listening is and i mean literally the spot where there's you know a guy whose face is blown off and who's getting you know cpr performed on him and you're like i've been there so many times Mm -hmm. It's, it's it's really tough to watch and really unfortunate situation obviously I think we'll play the audio tomorrow. How about that? Of the uh, Winks. That's uh, probably not the, the easiest segue from here. For Adam, for Damon, it's Cofield. We will see you tomorrow. Make sure you listen to the archive of the show at lvsportsnetwork.com.